Thank you for joining The Collective today. The Collective is a storytelling podcast interviewing hairstylists and makeup artists. On today's episode, we have Melanie DeForest. Melanie is an award-winning key makeup artist who specializes in all things makeup, including special effects. Due to all of the influx of people on Wi-Fi or using certain mediums to record conversations like our conversation today, there's a few challenges as far as the audio goes. So you'll hear a couple glitches that I never experienced on recording of these podcasts before. I do apologize for these glitches, but stay tuned because it's a great episode. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you, Melanie, so much for joining us today on The Collective. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's fun. fun. So let's start with the first question. Who is Melanie DeForest? Well, uh, that's a fun question. Um, I... Melanie DeForest is a fun, spunky, fly by the seat of your pants, down to earth, straightforward artist. Yeah. And wife and puppy mother and vegan. So, Melanie, you have some amazing credits, and um, some of them include the Dallas Buyers Club, uh, Jurassic World. How did you get there? How did Melanie? become this amazing makeup artist with these amazing credits? Um, I really think just through being driven and persistent and never satisfied. I think that's the best, shortest way to put that. Um, I mean, there's the very long story of me always wanting to be a makeup artist and uh, and the, the really like the way that I got to work on Jurassic World was because I worked on Dallas Buyers Club and the way that I worked on Dallas Buyers Club was because I had moved to Louisiana and was just trying to like be a makeup artist um, and I you know I was in contact with people all the time and uh, Robin Matthews the department head of Dallas Buyers Club, her and I had talked a couple times, and I, at the time, was working on this very interesting movie called Raging Cajun Redneck Gator. It was a delight. Um, And she called me for it, and I ended up leaving that show to go work on Dallas Buyers Club. And I I honestly had no idea what I was working on because we, I had gotten the script on a Sunday, and we started shooting on Monday, and there was no way that I could have switched my whole entire kit over like, it was more important for me to just, like, get all the information and sort of dive in headfirst and get the makeup done and, you know, and then read the script as we went. Um, oh, yeah. I've gotten really good at doing because I've been put in those situations a lot. Um, and I don't like being put in those situations, but it happens. You know, you just have to sort of roll with the punches and, you know, make it work and... Um, yeah, and then I got onto Jurassic World because I, during during the time that we were being nominated and won the Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club, we I was working with Vivian Baker on a movie called Mississippi Grind, and I was her key on that. And she, on the first like week of that movie, she got the call to do Jurassic World 
and basically like a week and a half later it was honestly like two days after after we won the oscar that she asked me to do jurassic world and that that movie for my career and my personal life changed everything for me in so many ways yeah um, um, well, there's the personal side of my life and then there's the business side of my life. And, you know, um, for everyone that's worked with Vivian, she's an incredible, incredible woman and she pushes for you to be the best and pushes you to, you know, be the best that you can. Um, and at that point in my life, I was in a beautiful relationship with my now husband, but had also been dealing with past relationship issues um, in my personal life that I hadn't dealt with at all. Like everything happened so quickly that um, I hadn't, I hadn't processed anything that was happening in my personal life. So that that's what made the show for me really difficult to do, but also um, become a, a much, much, much better human being and artist at the end of the day really fascinating I'm so grateful yeah so you probably had some um oh what are the words I want to use you probably had some like self-awareness and all of these different things going on at the same time as working on such a big project that you had to kind of conquer all these challenges (laughs) um I, I I mean I'm not gonna lie at that time in the middle of it, I had no self-awareness. Mm, just It didn't, yeah, it didn't hit me until like five months, five, six months to a year after I wrapped Jurassic World that uh, basically how your personal life can affect you in this industry, you know. It's very, uh, you know, we, I mean, we all go through stuff and we all have our own personal stuff and it's really hard to put on a face um, and to sort of hold it all down and do our, you know, do the best makeups that we can when we're dealing with our own battles. And, um, and I mean, what, what I've learned from it definitely is that I look at, you know, at, if someone's having a really crap time, like a bad time on the show or, they're just having a, sh- a crappy day, uh, you know, something in their personal life or something's happening where they can't be focused, you know? Right. And like, this is, this is a, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, what we do as makeup artists is a business and, um, and we are professional as we can be, you know, but at the same time, like just in any other job, any other corporate job or non-corporate job, you still have your own life struggles, you know? And like, giving space and holding space for those people and yourself is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not even just, I mean, you have those internal struggles or things that are going on outside of the project, but then there's the whole element of there's usually challenges that arrive every single day on the project. So you're having to. Oh yeah. There's definitely, I mean, the, the, the power of multitasking your whole entire life and, and this industry is, um, it's difficult and it's, and it's challenging and it's fun and it's, 
I mean, I feel like a lot of us as makeup artists love the, like we, we love being makeup artists, not just for the art of it, but for the constant um, transition we have to go through and challenges we have to go through because it keeps our mind sharp. It keeps us, you know, we sort of, I mean, I, I call it the, the three week, um, the three week turn. There's always, you know, when you wrap a show, there's the first week where you're like, oh my goodness, I'm so happy to like be off. The second week you're like, okay, vacation. And the third week you're like, oh my God, what is happening? And I think because that by that third week, you really miss those challenges, those, you know, the everyday problem solving, every second problem solving, you know, if it has yeah. to deal with, if it has to deal with, you know, problem solving, dealing with personalities. I mean, we were, we work in a personality based industry and, um, you know, and being to adapt to different personalities and also understanding your own personality is, you know, can sometimes be the biggest challenge and biggest reward at the same time. Like, yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an industry of growth in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. you're in Atlanta now, but um, where are you from originally? How'd you get to Atlanta? Oh, here we go. <laughs> so my sweet self, um, I grew up in the little tiny state called Delaware, which is a lot of not, not a lot of people know where it is. I got into makeup when I was about 14 um, through our theater company at my high school. Um, they were looking for someone to take over the makeup and hair and costume department. And at the time I was taking a... Uh, makeup and costume design class that our school gave us and every single person in the class pointed at me and was like you should do this and I was like okay so I went down that day I started my I mean that's basically when it started I'd always been interested in makeup I always wanted to know why people looked different and how you could morph them and how you could also make them look the same you know it was like really fascinating to me that sort of like difference in everybody um and that started off my all three all four years of high school doing theater and I ended up moving to LA when I was 19 um to go to the makeup designery and that's when my film career started um a month after being LA which was crazy um yeah I moved to LA with a lot of drive a lot of courage a lot of naiveness, a lot of like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> um, and also no car, not a lot of money. And yeah, it's crazy. So um, I ended up working some amazing jobs in LA. Um, I worked in some really interesting industries in LA. I, I yeah. So, so many things happened. I basically spent my college years in LA. <laughs> right. <fun. laughs> I imagine that it was, but I, I'm still like floored that your high school had this uh, program for the students. It's amazing. Yeah. So our high school, um, which is Sussex Central High School, they um, had one of the top theater companies on the East Coast at the time. Um, and the theater director, Miss Helen Barlow, she was 
little feisty, like get your shit done kind of director. And I loved it. You know, at that, at that point in my life, I needed direction and I needed structure and I needed, you know, I needed all those things that a teenage kid needs, you know, that I wasn't getting at home. And, uh, and she basically also just gave me the freedom to be creative and learn and, I mean, it was crazy. I remember the first night that we had the first, it was our first, my first theater production. The first night that I was there, I had no idea what kind of makeups we had. Uh, and I just remember my whole entire arm had little like marks on it to look at the texture, color, you know, density of every single product that we had as we were getting ready for this performance. It was insane. But I loved it so much. It was so, so wonderful. It honestly sort of saved me and gave me a really great direction to go down. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had this program and, uh, and I, you know, the high school really relied on it. I mean, our school is just a public school that... That just honestly had this really great program. Like I sort of kind of feel like I lucked out and, you know, and also, I mean, I was, I've always been an art kid. Like I spent every waking second that I could in the art room, more so in the art room than the theater. Um, just because I love, I, I love art. Like I love drawing and sculpting and um, paint. It's what we all love. It's how we get right. into it. Right. Oh, that's amazing that the high school, and do they still have this program today? Do you know? They do, but I don't know the density of it. I don't know the, um, it's actually run by a teacher. Her name is Judith Lober. Um, and she is amazing as well. I mean, she's, she's a phenomenal artist in herself and, uh, and I think she's running it. I'm honestly not sure. It's been a, it's been a couple of years since I've it's honestly been since 2014 that I've been back to the school in Delaware. Um, and that's honestly the year that year is the year that I spoke at the high school graduation, which was interesting, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am not a public speaker <laughs> at all. Oh, I'm sure can't it was great. It. I'm sure it was great. So you had this yeah, amazing I can't write speeches. Yeah. Well, it's tough I think for anybody. Um so yeah. <laughs> so you had this amazing start in high school kind of thrown in in these productions with the different products and it's so cool. I mean, that's such a great yeah. like basis for you to build off of. Um and then at 19, you head out to L.A. I can only imagine it being 19 and being in L.A. It was, uh, I mean, it was definitely interesting. I mean, like when I say that I was, I was um, driven and determined and courageous and naive, I was very, very, very naive. Like, I didn't really grasp, like, I couldn't really understand sort of the scope of the industry in LA because um, I was just 19 and came from a really tiny town and really small state, you know, and I, 
uh, I, I mean, I did my best to work and, you know, I mean, I managed to work and live and survive in LA and, you know, have my own apartment and all that jazz, which was a, a, a goal upon itself, you know, which was amazing. Um, and I met some incredible people and, you know, and I love seeing where their careers have taken them and who they're working with and what they're working on and how amazing their art is. And yeah, I mean, I'm really, I'm honestly so happy I lived in LA. It was such an experience and such a crazy space to be in at that time. Yeah. Sure. It was, I'm sure looking back, it's wild. Um, just thinking of everything that you experienced there. Were there any big projects that you worked on there that really stick out or anything that you learned while you were there that, you know, that really sticks out when you think back to LA? Uh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I mean, I, I worked on some, uh, I mean, I worked on a couple shows. I don't know how, like, I mean, I didn't, how do I put, how, where do I even start? Like, I, well, I worked on, I worked on some very like interesting, co- like interesting concept shows. Like I worked on a movie called Growing Out, which was a great experience. It was really long hours and it was non-union and, you know, but it was about this guy that was growing out of the ground oh. who was a plant Okay. But he was a human, but he had green blood and we had to cut off his finger. And like, I mean, you know, that for me, I think I was like 21 at the time and I had just really gotten into like, I mean, I, I just learned how to like make prosthetics and, uh, you know, and I, I mean, I worked on really crazy concept shows like that. And then I also um, ventured into the porn industry for a little bit. I worked as a makeup artist in that which was really interesting. Right. Sure. In its own world. Yeah. I mean, some funny stuff. Like I did like a vampire porn. That was very weird. (laughs) I I actually remember you and I having a conversation. (laughs) And really hilarious at the same time. (laughs) I mean. Yes. Oh, man. They're all amazing learning experiences for sure. Right. I mean. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, sometimes they're not even learning experiences. Sometimes they just make you laugh at the end of the day. <laughs> like, <laughs> man. Uh, well, yeah. And then, you know, I mean, I worked on a show that flipped Union. That was called Farmhouse. And I almost so closely got into the Union in, a, in 706. But I didn't. And that's when I sort of changed. I wanted to, you know, my my biggest thing was I wanted a pension. You know, especially after working crazy hours for so many years. And, like, I wanted I wanted to not have to do that for the rest of my life. So I wanted to get into a union. And that's sort of kind of what drove me to move to Louisiana. That was going to be my next question. I was about to ask you after after the experience where you got so close to getting in, did that prompt the move to LA, uh, to Louisiana? Yeah. I mean, it, it, that along with, um, with wanting like culture and tradition and a, cl- a closer 
knit community, you know, I mean, when I lived in LA, I only had three friends, you know, like I had acquaintances, but everyone's working and it's busy, 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 busy. And, um, and also I, we all went through the writer's strike, actor strike and the recession while I was out there. Uh, and that took a toll on everybody, which was really hard to go through. Right. Um, so it's all of, all of that encompassed me moving to Louisiana. Um, and I also, I mean, really at the time, my, my roommate, uh, who's a costumer, she's amazing. I love her. Uh, she was going to Louisiana to work for like six months. And then she'd come back for like two weeks and then get called and she'd go back for another six or eight months. And I was like, what is happening? Like I, cause in my mind, this is the naiveness that I've, have had is that in my mind, I was like, all the work is in, L- in LA. There's no other work like elsewhere. I only, you know, like growing up, I was like Hollywood and LA is the only thing that, you know, like it's the only place to get work in the industry and that's where you need to be. So I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I just had this realization yet yeah, watching her go back and forth. And I was like, she's like not financially stressed or, you know, she's working all the time. Like what is happening? Like I would spend like two months at my house not working because there was nothing going on. Um, and then I finally was just like, okay, I'm going to move. I gave myself two months to save up a bunch of money. And, and a friend of mine who's a prop, um, she, she was a prop assistant, uh, in L in, New Orleans, um, helped me move out there and it was awesome. I mean, I loved it. I moved there right in the middle of Mardi Gras. I got there four days before my birthday. I mean, it was a big party basically. It was like, yeah, yes. I wanted culture, tradition, everything. Boom. I got it. Right. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I spent like two months just trying to figure out like how to connect with people. And, um, cause at that point I was still non-union and, uh, and I met a makeup artist who actually lives here in Atlanta called, his name is Jack Lazaro. And he, um, took me out for a po' boy and a, and a beer after Mardi Gras day, which was hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, and he basically just like helped me meet people, which is awesome. Like, I really appreciate him and I appreciate his help. And, you know, um, I worked on one show in Louisiana that I wasn't doing makeup. I was actually doing, uh, props and that's because my friend was a prop assistant and that gave me a chance to meet, um, David Atherton, who is awesome. He's so amazing. Um, and some other makeup artists in Louisiana that sort of helped me help to put me on the map there because, you know, it's all our, our industry is networking and meeting people. So, um, yeah. And then New Orleans is a very small community. So word travels fast. If there's a new person. Um, yeah. And I worked on a couple of shows. It's a bit of a blur. The first part, the first year and a half, (laughs) like, yeah, yeah, 
but that's, you know, when I, when I got to Louisiana, I, you know, still had the same drive that I had when I moved to LA and the same when I moved to Atlanta, you know, like I, that, that drive I think is always within me. Um, now that I'm a little bit older and have a husband in the house and a dog that my priorities have changed a bit, you know, balance is more important than the, than the hustle. Right. So I, I love new Orleans. I haven't been in years. I need to make another trip there. So the networking, I mean, you mentioned how important networking and meeting people is in our industry and that's amazing because that's true. I mean, it's, it's everything. It's how you're going to get your next job. Yeah. I mean, every person that I meet that is struggling to get into the industry or find work or, uh, you know, having a hard time just with confidence every single time I tell them, or I ask them like, who, who are you reaching out to? How many people are you calling? You know, like, do you have a website? Do you have a resume? Like what, what are you doing to push yourself to put yourself out there? Because that's really, you know, like our industry is so small in the grand scheme of it. But our also our industry is so vast and there are new people coming in and out all the time that it's so important to keep yourself relevant and keep yourself in people's minds, you know, because people forget about people I and mean, it happens. It's life. People get busy. Yeah. Anything else that you learned in New Orleans that you want to share? Like, is there, you know, something, oh. that, stick, something that sticks out or like an experience that you felt like? you know, that you really grew from or. Um, hmm. I mean, I really, honestly, the biggest, the, the, I mean, I feel, I feel like being in New Orleans, my experience being in New Orleans made me grow a lot in so many ways. Like, I think the biggest thing that I learned about when I moved to, to New Orleans was that my experience living in LA, I worked on so many like independent non-union sort of like fly by the seat of your pants shows. I mean, I sort of felt like the queen of like every working with every first time director, actor, producer, you know, that does, that's doing it all at the same time. You know, I worked on so many shows like that. And I feel like when I moved to Louisiana, it was a I learned the pace of our industry more. I learned, you know, like you don't have to like, like, yes, you have to like be on your toes and like hustle and like do, you know, do the best job that you can. But as well, at the same time, you have to really learn how to read a room and like understand that like you don't like, there's, there are times when being the go-getter is important. And then there are times when it's like, not, you know, so like that balance, I think is what I learned the most, you know, um, and also really just learning how like the actual industry works, not the indie industry, industry, the indie industry is a whole different beast in itself to the non-indie industry and, um, and it's just really 
it honestly sort of gave me a bit of relief, you know, to, to be in it. And it also, you know, helped me learn my worth as well, which has been really, really amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. And it also taught me what, what love is. I mean, that's on a personal note, but anyway. Yeah. No, I totally agree with the, um, you know, it's so hard, like working on union projects and then going back to work on an indie film now. It's like, it's, it's oof. it is really difficult and yeah, so many different ways. So I can, I totally get that, you know, yeah. I mean, even transitioning into that other world, you know, while you were there. Exactly. Even, I mean, even like working, it's, I mean, I find it's really interesting now, like, I've worked on some really, really, really big movies um, and working on Jurassic World. That was my first like huge multi-million movie, million dollar movie. Um, and then, you know, to go sort of from that world to then working on Get Out. Get Out was, I think like just a couple, maybe like $4 million movie, which is, you know, it's a lot of money, but you know, in the, in the grand scheme of like, of the other shows that I've worked on, like Avengers and Black Panther and stuff like that, it's like to go from that massive scale to then down to, you know, you've got six actors and not a lot of money. So like you have to make things work and like, and it's all just like adjusting how, you know, how to save product, how to not blow through all your product to make it work. And, you know, it's a, it's a different way of like looking at how you use your money because it's all money at the end of the day, but yeah, totally. I don't know. Yeah. So um, how long were you in New Orleans? I was there for, uh, for, I was in Louisiana for five years total. Um, and I lived in Baton Rouge for about a year and a half. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, I'm not going to go down that route. Sorry. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> no, it's totally fine. So then, <laughs> so um, from New Orleans to Atlanta. So did you move to Atlanta whenever the industry here started picking up? Or No, we moved here. I mean, honestly, by the time that I moved to New Orleans, like New Orleans was booming. And Atlanta had just started. This is all in like 2011 uh, when I moved to New Orleans. Um, Atlanta had like just started picking up. Um, and, you know, there's always been work in Atlanta. Um, and But Atlanta just started picking up. And a couple of the people that I knew moved here right, like right as I moved to New Orleans. So we ended up moving here in 2016. Um uh, and for, I mean, honestly, we, we moved to Atlanta, not for my industry, but for my husband's industry, because he was getting out of the film industry um, and he wanted to get into software. So there's more job opportunity here for him. Um, and we are also sort of hitting, we hit a point in life in New Orleans that we just wanted something different, you know, like. Uh, it it had given us everything that we needed at the time 
room there. It's like a new place, this next journey as husband and wife. And, um, and moving to Atlanta has been amazing. It's been, I love, love how business oriented it is. I love the, the vast community that's here. Like all of the amazing makeup artists and hairstylists and, you know, that are in our union or not in our union are just fantastic. You know, they're beautiful human beings and, and you know, and they all want to do the best job. And, you know, and they really see what this industry can give them. You know, and they're also willing to learn, which I think is awesome. You know, yeah, it's awesome here. Has Atlanta taught you anything thus far? Oh, for sure. Oh, man. I've, I feel like as a makeup artist, I've done the most amount of makeup since, be, since living here. Like, Atlanta has definitely, as an artist, it's taught me, I think it's just taught me to have confidence in the skill that I already had, you know, and it's also taught me uh, that, you know, you can make mistakes and, like, it's still okay. Um, It's also taught me to be a better prosthetic artist and a better beauty artist and a better character artist and, you know, just sort of, I mean, it's really also taught me how to be a better leader as well. You know, um, leading comes naturally to me and, and it's really taught me how to sort of, uh, uplift people in the right way, um, to get, to get them you know do the best job that they can do and it's been I mean it's been a really fun ride here so far I've really loved it awesome yeah I think you've had amazing opportunities here you've been busy so look at these beautiful girl I've been real busy (laughs) you have yeah so what would 2020 Melanie, tell 2010, Melanie. Ooh, what was 2010? Oh, that's like a year that I don't remember. Um, oh, man. 2020. Um, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I sort of kind of look at my life as like, I don't really have advice for my former former self because I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't have that. Um, yeah, I feel yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I honestly like, I just really have come to a space of accepting that like, you know, the journey that's gotten me here is what I've needed. And even with all of the mistakes and great accomplishments and the oh shits and the oh my God, and this is amazing, what am I doing? You know, like, because we all have those moments of what? Um, you know, I just, I, I just think it's, I'm exactly where I sort of want to be and need to be. And yeah. Fair enough. I agree. I mean, it's those 
<laughs> it's all those challenges that have put us where we are today, for sure. Is there anything else that you'd like to share from your time in the industry so far? Or um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stories, but I don't really think you really have to see it acted out. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's much better when it's acted out. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 this is the hard thing when I'm like not working. I'm like, what's happening? I, I sort of kind of, I, when I'm not working, I don't like, I know, I know that a lot of artists like folk it, like they put 8 million percent into their personal life, you know, do, doing everything that they can do to better themselves as an artist. Um, I did that for many years and I have come to a space where I like to disconnect from that space, you know, like for me, what we do is as, as makeup artists is we, that's our job. And this is my personal life that I need to take care of as well. You know, yeah. And I, I talk to a lot of artists that are always, you know, like they're striving to to do better and be better and you know which I get it you know but at some point at some point it's all clicks it just goes boop right oh got that I I now feel comfortable doing that even if I fuck it up I can still hopefully I can curse on this can I curse yeah Yeah, okay um you know you can figure it out that's that was for me, I think as an artist, going back to that question of artistry, what did I learn in New Orleans? I don't know if you asked me that. Um, work, working with Vivian, she pushed me to this beautiful space of it all clicking. You know, it all just... I like to say that she took all of the closed doors inside my brain and sh- and opened them and then rearranged them. And it was like, oh, that's how it's supposed to be. Oh, okay. You know, it made it so much easier for me to understand art in itself, character development, you know, the little tiny, tiny uh, the little tiny in the, in the, in the famous words of Vivian, minutiae's of what we do, you know, it's the, I, I just got it after working with her. It was so amazing and so much less pressure on myself, which was great. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It made, it made me feel like a real artist, which is, I find to be like the best feeling as an artist, you know? Right. Yeah, because there's all these other components to yeah. to our jobs. So, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think right now we have all this time. So, when you were saying that a lot of artists are probably like, you know, working on a lot of stuff, I think that's one of the best things of us having this time right now is that we can focus on other things that we want to focus on or that we've neglected. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think one of our biggest, the biggest things in our industry that we don't work on are ourselves our mental health and our physical health 
you know, um, and I think that that is such that that's why I think it's so important to separate yourself from work so that you can have mental clarity, you know, physical strength, like what we do, you know, to, to everyone that looks at us on set, they just think that we're just sitting there or just, you know, standing by waiting, you know, they, um, a lot of other departments or producers or directors, whatever, don't really understand that like our brains are always going. We're always looking at, you know, the, the makeup that we've done. How can we make it better? Should we change it? Should we not change it? What's happening the next day? Like there's always all day long. There's always this mental and physical um, journey that we're taking, you know, an adventure of like, okay, here we go. Uh and I think that, you know, taking a break from that and really sort of looking at yourself going, okay, like, you know, let, like, for instance, let's say someone has like a moment and they like flip out, like it happens, you know, like, is that person, you know, like, are they good at handling stress and, you know, or what's making them stressed out like that, like, you know, it's all of, it's all of these like components that help you get to a space of like, okay, cool. You know, because the people at the very top, like they handle stress in their own way and, you know, but they also are smart enough to hire the, the, the people that can uplift them and stand beside them at the same time, you know, or let them rise above. Like it's all, you know, every, every personality is different, but, um, and every show is way different in so many ways absolutely i totally agree well thank you for chatting with me today it was fun yeah you're welcome Thank you again for joining Collective today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Melanie. You can find Melanie on her website at www.melaniedeforest.com and her Instagram handle is Melanie DeForest as well. And that's Melanie DeForest, D-E-F-O-R-R-E-S-T. If you liked what you heard today, please give us a like and follow us at The Collective Pro.